Space Capsules, Poison Dart, Firing Cigarettes, Little Nelly, Safe Crackers, Flash Paper, Slides, Microdots, Collapsing Bridges, and more as we decode the gadgets in You Only Live Twice. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri. Tom Pizzotto. And Vicky Hodges. From SpyMovieNavigator.com. Join us as we're cracking the code of the gadgets used in the 1967 movie You Only Live Twice. We just released our Gadgets and Thunderballs podcast. Thunderball came out in 1965. And now, here we take apart the gadgets and you only live twice, released in 1967. Oh, wow. Remember when you can go see a new Bond movie every other year? Ah, That was nice. All right, let's go. Okay, so let's start with the pre-title sequence of, of You Only Live Twice here. And there's a bunch of space stuff. And the only thing that we really would call a gadget, the way we look at them, is that maneuvering device that Chris uses on his extravehicular activity, or EVA. This was based on a real device, so it was cool to see. We discuss this more fully in our April 2021 podcast, You Only Live Twice, pre-title sequence decoded. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the pre-title sequence moves to Hong Kong, and we see Bond in bed. So it's Sean Connery in bed with Sai Chin. She never really gets a name. And she gets out of bed, and she pushes that button on the wall that pushes the bed back up into the wall. And I would call that a gadget. Other than that, this pre-title sequence is pretty gadget-free. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say it's a gadget. But, I mean, you used to, with the ball, the, the beds that fold up into the wall, you had to lift them usually and push them up there. Yeah. So, okay, this one's got a button. Ah, okay. We'll call it a side gadget. We were using, we talked about the term side and, gadget. And it's on the side wall, too, which is perfect. And it's on the side wall, too, which is perfect. Wall too, nice. which is perfect. <laughs> yeah. thing. All right. All right, the fake James Bond death here is is cool. This is one of my favorite things, really. The James Bond death, fake one, and the burial at sea is great stunt. And the apparatus that allows Bond to breathe in the body bag until he's brought aboard the submarine is cool. So faking a spy's death, <laughs> it was done in a 1936 film, Secret Agent, faked the death of this movie, faked the death of a famous author, and turned him into a spy, Ashenden. Then again, in 1950s. Well, actually, we did a podcast on that movie as we well. We did, and it's a great one. It's a great movie, yeah. actually. You go see yeah, that one. It see that on, I think you could see it on YouTube free. Yeah. And then again, a 1956 film called Assignment Redhead, where they faked a death to catch a spy. So, yeah, it's been done before, but, you know, we're good with this. It's fine. I like yeah, it. And, you know, like you were saying, you're not sure if that button was a gadget. I'm not sure the thing that allowed him to breathe in that whatever you call it, that he was underwater in, is a gadget. I mean, it was it was a face mask and an oxygen tank. All right. Yeah, it was wrapped up. It was all wrapped up. Uh, but All right. So, so sure. far in our our podcast on gadgets in You Only Live Twice, we have no gadgets we're talking about. All right. Well, we had the first one. Okay. We got one. <laughs> Let's keep moving then. We'll find a gadget in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we've almost got to go 15 minutes more into the movie before we see the next gadget, oh. which is the safe cracking device at Asato's office. This is smaller than the one used in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. This one does not have a photocopier as part <laughs> of the gadget, though. Yeah. I love that one in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, one I of my favorite gadgets. Uh, but this gadget is a nice electronical gadget that gets Bond easily into Mr. Asato's safe. Not sure if such devices existed then. And probably not that small. Yeah. We know safe crackers used diamond drills in the 1960s to drill into the safe, so it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody try to drill into a safe. I had a hotel room that the safe wouldn't open, and they had to come do that. That takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too swift. 
<laughs> no, and and the hotel's not really happy because you just toasted their in-wall safe. Uh, yeah. All right. So, by the way, we, we missed a small gadget that M gave Bond in, in his briefing instructions. Really? Yeah. M gives Bond the name of a contact in Japan on flash paper. This is oh, the now th- we're calling flash paper a gadget? <laughs> well, hey, this is the same type of paper magicians use as it burns completely and virtually is smokeless and leaves no ash. How could that not be a gadget? So Bond looks at the contact name then burns the flash paper and poof, it's gone. Now, in 1967, was there flash paper? Gun cotton was invented by F.J. Otto in 1846. And 1846? 1846. And became more and more sophisticated after that. So nitrocellulose, which is flash paper, has been around for a long time. So yeah, this is a real one. And it's, okay, it's so- a gadget. For something that's in this movie for like about three seconds, Maybe we're going to take even. a little bit more time to talk about it because there's actually some controversy as to who created it. Oh. So you mentioned Otto. Yeah. I've also read that flash paper is credited to a French chemist, Henri Braconnot. Easy for you to years say. Earlier. I'm sorry? Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy for... <laughs> if I get this, the names wrong, I do apologize. Uh, for, but he, he actually invented this 14 years earlier than Otto. Okay. And then we had two more, I'm not even going to try to get their names right, uh, scientists that also created something similar. And they came up with it about the same time as Otto did. But Otto was the first to publish the process with John Holland's son getting the patent to it. So the flash paper history can create a heated discussion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And poof, just like that, we're done with it. All right. So now let's get on to the next gadget and we'll talk about Tanaka slide. Yeah, okay. This is the one that allows Bond to make a grand entrance into mm-hmm. Tanaka's office. Aki leads him down that path and then activates a trap door, which plunges Bond into the slide and into the office. It's a really nice touch. It's a cool scene because Bond was totally duped and he gets chastised by Tanaka by for it. Yeah, he yeah. says, I was surprised how easy it was to get you here. Yeah. But he was duped by agents on his side, fortunately. And this is the kind of gadget that I totally would believe. Yeah, it looks fun, actually. I think that's a fun gadget. I'd like to have a go on that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, yeah. you know, it's Naka's comment on Bond. I mean, that was pretty uh, pretty insightful about how easy it was to get Bond and trap yes. him like that and fool him. I mean, well, you, know, you got to wonder. It's it. like, man. All it takes with Bond is give him a pretty woman and he's, he's done. chasing him. Mm. <laughs> And Tanaka shows Bond that when he first comes into the building, he is being tracked on a closed-circuit camera. And he shows Bond the monitors, showing exactly that. Closed-circuit TV cameras, while not widely available for commercial use even in the late 1960s, this was a great little device used by Tanaka to track what is happening around his hidden headquarters. Nice. So, at this time, this was a high-tech device. Now, of course... In the U.S., there are cameras everywhere watching everything, even traffic lights, to see who violates a traffic law so they can send you a fine to pay through the mail. Nice. So Italy does that. I got, I've got, yeah, yeah, I you think, have. six tickets tri- from driving in Italy okay. to, through that means. All so, right, yeah. don't ride with Tom in Italy. Okay. It's, not, right. it's just not in the U.S. Well, I don't understand the signs. Which, <laughs> okay, which, there's your excuse. I've had another occurrence of that. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I don't read Italian. Uh, you know, I don't, they're international mm. signs. They all mean the same thing everywhere. Uh, okay. 
Another small gadget was the micro dot on the photo of the ship and the strip of land that Bond and Tanaka look at on the train. Uh, yeah. Was this possible then? Of course it was. Microdots were first invented in 1870 to make messages smaller for carrier pigeons to carry in World War I and II, and they were used to pass messages through postal channels. We see the use of microdots in the 2006 movie Mission Impossible 3 with a microdot in a postage stamp. Mm. In the 1966 comedy spy movie Arabesque, a microdot was hidden on the parchment of hieroglyphs. They were also used as plot points in the television series Get Smart, mm-hmm. It Takes a Thief, and The Avengers, among others. So even though this was a small plot point, oh. intended, <laughs> these things are real and used by spies. Yeah, it's a good thing. Like it that. I mean, it's amazing how much information you can put on something that small. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially back then. So we talked about the, uh, breaking in Osado's safe in here. But here at the meeting with Osado and Helga Brandt, we see a couple of smaller gadgets. One is another closed-circuit camera system, like the one we saw in Tanaka's headquarters, but not as slick as Tanaka's. But even this less high-tech tracking camera system is a gadget. Osada's staff is watching Bond in Osada's office using a Burroughs computer and a small screen. So this is right, pretty so easy now, to believe. Now, this is a gadget that yeah. you're talking about here. Yeah. And the real-life, and I'm, you, know, you know me in computers, Right. But the real life computer wouldn't have been used for this task. We talked about this computer in a lot more depth in our February 2021 podcast called You Only Live Twice, Scene and Title Song Analysis. Mm-hmm. It was a lengthy discussion. I'm not going to go into the whole thing here. Oh, good. You can listen to that podcast more. I think Dan thinks I probably talked too much about it, but uh, <laughs> that, can't, that, that computer wouldn't have done what they did with it here in yeah. this movie. Yeah. But it was cool to see. It is cool to see. All right, so we, we see another minor little gadget here. We see this x-ray screen on Mr. Osato's desk when Bond is sitting in his office, in Osato's office. And it takes an x-ray of Bond showing that he's armed with the Walter PPK. X-rays have been around a long time. So, of course, this was believable. Yeah, no, I thought it was funny because the x-ray doesn't show all of Bond. What, what? if Bond had, had a gun, like, on an ankle holster or something, or a calf holster? Yeah, that it wouldn't. He just happened to be X-raying the part of the body that has it, and you can identify the Walter PPK. Yeah, <laughs> and really, uh, you should, it's kind of dangerous X-raying everything. You know, just sitting there in front of an X-ray machine for an uh, unlimited number of uh, minutes, hours, well, whatever. In Thunderball Bond is swallowing radioactive pills. Yeah, we talked about that in that podcast. Films. I'm not doing that. All right. Anyway, it's believable that he could do this. Oh. Now, MI, MI6 has video conferencing capabilities in Aki's car, which mm. for the time, 1967, was pretty darn high-tech. Yeah. Now you can do it with your iPhone. <laughs> okay, but a stretch for 1967? We'll call it having a willing suspension of disbelief. <laughs> and you really have to take that willing suspension of disbelief further because Aki, you know, motions or whatever and gets that helicopter to appear yeah, yeah, that right. takes the car and drops it in the water. Yeah. I want to know how they got the shot of the helicopter dropping the car into the water onto that Toyota's television screen. Mm. <laughs> you had the, the, the communications with it, I can kind of deal with. Yeah. But being able to get that shot on there just totally, 
you know, it's an it's a, to me a gadget that's highly improbable. <laughs> yeah, that part's a little suspicious. It's not like us, the viewer, seeing it. And of course, you're going to show us like they show us the the spaceships in You Only Live Twice. But here it's on the screen. So it's like, okay, well, this, this car must have cameras all over it, or there's another helicopter filming it and feeding it to her. Ah, uh, yeah, I I agree. That yeah. one's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> All right, the next gadget we see here is an exploding device. This is when uh, Helga Brandt has Bond on a plane. She seems to be on his side. Well, she's got some kind of explosive device disguised as a lipstick container when she's flying with Bond to Tokyo. She traps Bond in his seat, then drops the device, which explodes or lights a flare or something. I'm still not sure what its purpose was, but Bond was trapped in his seat and of course, now the plane is going to crash. And she's going to bail out with a parachute. I didn't understand the use of this gadget. I mean, you know, you, you want a bomb on the plane, put a bomb on the plane and parachute out and, and leave. I mean, you're trapping his arms and then, or just kill him. I mean, just shoot him. What is, what is all this stuff? I, this, <laughs> is, right. this is so, the kind of stuff that, that drives me crazy because this is not a believable scenario. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're not likely to have done it that way. Just shoot him, right? But... <laughs> Or what something it really else. was was burning magnesium. Okay. And in theory, then it would burn through the floor to the fuel lines and blow up the plane. Yeah. Well, she parachutes out to safety. That's great. No, I'm not. Why not just That's put a bomb said. next to Bond? Yeah, there you a go. short timer and jump? Yeah, there you go. You've got him trapped. He's going to die anyways when the thing hits the ground. Yeah. But this is a much more dramatic way. Yeah. And flares have been around for 150 years, so I, I guess this one's believable. Yeah, sure it yeah, is. Yeah, and I'm sure they just wanted to give Hel- Helga Brandt her own gadget in a very smart lipstick container, very female, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll run with it. It's just, I, I don't like it, but, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so let's look at another flying device. Little Nelly. Yeah. Oh, you gotta this like Little Nelly. Was this was a real invention? It's an autogyro developed by Ken Wallace. Yeah. Of course, it was jazzed up for the movie with all kinds of props and abilities: rocket launchers, flamethrowers, smoke ejectors, machine guns, <laughs> and the like. It was a cool device, portable, and it could be assembled on the spot. Yeah. So a real thing and believable. It was a leap of faith to believe it could do all it did in in the film with its weapons and outmaneuver the big choppers chasing it, but it is cool. Bond used it for reconnaissance, looking for the headquarters of Blofeld, and where he could be launching a rocket to capture American and Soviet space capsules. Now, th- to me, the thing about this little Nelly thing was first, it's a cool looking device. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I love that Q came with it because Bond had asked for his father. Yeah, yeah, so again, right, right, right. We're, they're showing you this yeah. is a gadgety kind of thing because Q's bringing it to him instead of there being this thing just being there all set up or anything you get to see how it gets set up i just i just love the way they gadgetized the auto gyro here yeah and it's believable that he wouldn't be carrying this around with him anywhere obviously and that he'd have to send for it and that hey you could believe that this little gadget would be sitting in the warehouse for q saying hey i made this thing it's going to come in handy sometime and here's a use for it so (laughs) all of it was believable and it's a real device that's all cool I love it. Yep. I love little Nelly. <laughs> yeah, me too. Great stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the volcano because I think that's like the biggest uh, high-tech toy in the entire movie. 
and a and set that costs. And it's a great set. Yeah, it's a set that costs like a million dollars, I think, at the time to build, which is a heck of a lot of money. So this is high tech here, as high tech as you can get. So when Mr. Osato and Helga Brandt are called to Blofeld's office, they're told that Bond is not dead and that Helga's attempt at killing Bond failed. She should have used the bomb. Should have used the bomb, right, Vicky? Just, just shoot him. We say that or every shoot him. <laughs> when will they learn? <sighs> so, anyway, it's never good to fail when you're when you're working for these bad guys because especially Blofeld. Blofeld has a has a history, as we know, of taking care of uh, his agents that don't do their job so there's this nice little metal bridge crossing a moat with piranhas in it well everyone keeps piranhas you know that's a that's a nice little <laughs> fish to keep around your place pleasant little, little <laughs> pleasant little fish yeah so mr osato crosses the bridge but when helga brandt begins to cross blofeld activates a release that collapses the bridge into a slide and helga gets dropped into the water with the hungry piranha below. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's somewhat mm. similar to the trap door in the floor from which Bond falls onto the slide we talked about earlier when he met Tanaka for the first time. This is a side gadget, but it illustrates how evil Blofeld is and adds to the overall atmosphere of a Bond film. Again, if you fail Blofeld, you are in serious trouble. Right, Kronstein? Brant, number nine. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. way he does it, right? So, you know, yeah. when you're these other people you mentioned, they didn't know they were going to get killed then. Yeah. yeah. You know, Helga just saw Sada walk across that bridge. There's no problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, he's good. Blofeld is uh, consistent. <laughs> All right. So then moving forward here, we get our Q branch moment, but it's not with Q, it's with Tanaka where Tanaka takes Bond into oh, that yeah. ninja training camp. I and love that. We, we see Japanese throwing stars used. Yeah. These are real gadgets, mm -hmm. but most non-Asians at the time wouldn't have seen them before this movie. So Tanaka shows Bond around, and he gets to the other gadgets. And first we see a gun that looks fictitious called a rocket gun. That actually was a real gun, and the bullet gets fired from the gun with no spin, and then the rocket engages and shoots it towards the tar the target. It's kind of a bizarre concept. Yeah, it is a bizarre concept. And because um, so real bullets work pretty good. It's it's <laughs> well actually not because in this oh. this gun never took off. It was real, but it never took off well, because it, the, because of the the no spin and then yeah. the propulsion from the from the rocket. It yeah. wasn't very accurate. But I'm saying real bullets and real guns they work pretty well. This is an invention that didn't work all that well, right? Right, but it was a real gun. Yeah, it was a real gun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and we talk a lot more about this again back in that February 2021 podcast, You Only Live Twice, seen in title song analysis, if you want to learn more about that rocket gun. Yeah. Right. So then in this Tanaka Q lab, if you will, we then see the exploding dart firing cigarette. <laughs> like it can it. save your life, this cigarette. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So again, real darts, <laughs> real rocket guns, they've been used in the real espionage world. So this concept is real. Not fry, we don't know about firing from a cigarette, as far as we know. But yeah. we're okay with this. 
They've had exploding cigarette loads for years yeah, in gas shops. <laughs> I'm not sure about shooting a projectile with one, but it's definitely something that sounds feasible. Yeah, the, the, the little loads. They used to sell these little things. They were like a grain of rice, and you would stick yes. it in the end of a cigarette. And, and we actually did that to my aunt when we were children. We had this little, it came in a little round yep. container, and we stuck one in there, and she lit her cigarette, and it blew up in her face, scared the hell out of her. And we were in serious trouble after yeah. that. I mean, I, I, but. I did that to my dad once. He was typing in his office. <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember typewriters? Yeah. And it's I was scary. upstairs and I heard it go. And the next thing, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a problem. But anyway, yeah. so that's it. Uh, but I love that the, this cigarette can save your life because, of course, cigarettes kill, smoking kills, yes. blah, blah, blah. It's a great little, it's a great little line. Terrific line. Well, I love it. I love and it. I love that they had this. It was kind of a Q lab, even though Q wasn't in this part of the movie. But it was wanting to keep that tradition going. But they're going to have to use the Japanese section head to, to do that in this one. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway. Okay. So the next gadget is controversial, even if we can call it a gadget, to be honest. <laughs> I'm talking about the eyepieces, skin dye, and wig they used to try oh. and make Bond <laughs> look Japanese. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are so bad. In all of the 24 on production Jane Bond movies, this has to be the lamest gadget of all time. Yeah. Even lamer than the finger snapper we've talked about in Diamonds <laughs> Are Forever that I know most of you Which hated. Was pretty this is just hideous. It looks like Sean Connery, not a Japanese man. <laughs> I have to agree. Uh, that was, I think, the worst part of this movie, which was a pretty good movie. But this was the worst part in pretty much any Bond movie. He, it was kind of offensive to me, almost. It was like, really? That's what we're going to do? And then do it so poorly? And John Connery is so tall. He's hunching over as he's walking yeah. so he can look shorter or whatever. I mean, he didn't. it didn't fit in at all. It was no. total nonsense. Yeah. It is well, hideous. I, mean, they were try, they were try, I think they were trying to tie back into some stuff out of the Fleming book, but I just think they did it. The execution was terrible. Yeah, execution yeah. was bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad, bad. All right, so let's move to another thing that I'm not sure we can call a gadget. We got a whole is, bunch of non-gadgets this, in this, this gadget This movie podcast. has a bunch of these little things that, well, are they gadget or not? I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking about that string or the filament or whatever. When the henchman drops the poison down oh, yeah. to try to get it into yeah. Bond's mouth. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty cool way to try to silently kill someone. Yeah. It would have been helpful if he was a little more accurate with it. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's, I think you could call it a gadget. It's an interesting technique. And yeah. you could see that it would work. It would drip down the cord, a kind of a microfilament cord or whatever. Yeah, you know, so I, I think, yeah, it's a gadget. It comes probably in a little kit got your little eye drop bottle you got your little thread thing there <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's yeah a coiled let's up call like it a gadget the, we need a gadget in this podcast yeah. <laughs> coiled up like that little uh detonation device that bond has in moonraker when yes. the rocket's gonna go in there underneath the rocket yeah 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 right yeah, i can so totally see it like that so there you go yeah. all right back at that ninja training camp where bond is trying to learn how to fight like a ninja the guy he's fighting with is fighting with bamboo canes and has a knife come out of the end of it like a stiletto. So basically, that's pretty easy to believe. I, I didn't understand why this was a time to train Bond to be a ninja because oh. you can't really do that overnight. But 
It's bond. What can they? What a stiletto type thing coming out of the end of a bamboo shoot. Yeah, I, that, that that I believe. That so. Yeah, this that is was a cute a totally gadget. believable gadget to me. Yeah, it's a nice gadget. And that's the last real gadget we see because the last thirty-five minutes of the movie are the wedding, the gas-filled cave, and the volcano scenes and the fight. The only gadget we see in those scenes is the dart-firing cigarette being used that yeah. Tanaka gave Bond earlier. Yeah. One could argue that the volcano lair is a big gadget itself with the way the roof works, but I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I think, Anyone else? I think we can leave it at that, too. Yeah. I mean, the volcano is one one enormous gadget, I guess, with, yeah. the, with the impenetrable walls, which can be penetrated, and... Uh, <laughs> and, and the the set is fantastic. One of the best sets I think in any Bond movie yes. yeah. ever. Very very cool set. I don't know that I call it a gadget, but it's, it's yeah. A they'd cool be hard with, pressed to and come there, up. And with there's a lots of electronics in it that maybe you would call a gadget, but yeah. I, I think that's we're, we're leaving that at the right place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's certainly a gadget that Bond can't put in his pocket, like the finger snapper. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a wrap. We had fun decoding the gadgets, and you only live twice, and some of the non gadgets too. If we missed any. Let us know. This has been Dan Silvestri. Tom Pizzotto. And Vicky Hodges. The SpyMovieNavigator.com. Please subscribe to our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, on YouTube and through your favorite podcast app right now. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Tell a friend about our show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.